This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Podcast, Freddie Revest, Andy Hall, who cares about the in season tournament? Got it. Wow, a uh, hard stop on the <laughs> intro song. Um, I also appreciate that we have a new, I would assume, AI intro song every single week. Every single um, week, gotta get in it. This one, yeah, really, really. <laughs> mad about the in-season tournament this guy was like who cares about the in-season tournament just (laughs) randomly in the middle of the song why would he say that? yeah um i am it's going well i would say yeah (laughs) it's going pretty well jeez right gee whiz man i am uh freddie revis this is confederacy of dunks uh here with andy hull uh we're with raptors republic got a very special guest today um who i think likes the in-season tournament and i'm pretty sure didn't write that song uh (laughs) man what's up how you doing Good. Yeah, I'm a fan of the in-season tournament. I was skeptical, but I think as we're seeing it all unfold, there's reasons to be intrigued by it. But obviously AI, I mean, they know more than I do. So maybe they're right. Definitely. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. That's that's pretty fair. I, I definitely watched a lot of the Matrix uh, reloaded stuff. So I've been I've been nervous about AI for a while. Um, I said Matrix reloaded, like only that movie. Like the um, second one? <laughs> yeah, I watched the car chase and um, <laughs> those two those two uh, the, the guys that are all white with the dreadlocks. They yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, that didn't age freak me out, man. That's um, the future. That is the future. Yeah, they know everything. Those guys, white ghost <laughs> twins with dreadlocks, is the future. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're what we're gonna get to the in season tournament. Uh, I'm gonna pump to have you. I think though, uh, let's start with uh, some Raptor stuff. Um, this feels like a bit of like a aggregator style uh, subject, but um, mm-hmm. I've been fascinated with uh, with the Fred Van Vliet discourse. For a long time, um, frustrated with it too. And um, obviously there's the way that someone's talked about <coughs> Twitter versus real life. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I'm curious. Wait, I feel like there's something. Oh, okay. I just noticed FPV is FPP huge. Um, yes. yes. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm sorry. Mi- mi- you listening mi- to the audio <laughs> show. Sorry. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. the titles for each. Uh, each uh, um, uh, topic come up, and this one is FVV is FPP. Yeah, it's question a, it's mark. A, question mark. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge burn on. FVV. It's a question Toronto Raptors fans are asking right now. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, it's an important question. question. Yeah. I also I froze before the podcast started, so I thought I froze again. Um, oh, in li- the way we're laughing. No. Yeah, yeah, living in <laughs> trauma here. Um, but anyways, yeah. So uh, I'll just sort of like kind of plainly stated here, what do you think has made Fred Amit um, so polarizing in, you know, recent years, uh, like for, for Raptors fans, like, is there any one thing is the cocktail? It's a bit of a cocktail, but there's bigger components of that cocktail. Um, I think it does initially start with the fact that his last season with the Raptors, it didn't go well. Like mm-hmm. he didn't play well. If you're a, yeah. Uh, coming off an all-star season and then how healthy he was. I mean, I don't know. Like I didn't see him start moving well until January. I felt like, to be honest with you. Um, And then he started feeling a little bit better, but there's some things that kind of fell off for him. His point of attack defense wasn't the same and it didn't really get, even when he felt like he was healthier, it still didn't reach that point that we were used to. And then his three point shooting was very up and down. And then you also have, I mean, there's going to be, and we're kind of seeing a little bit with Pascal Siakam now that when you have, this like blue chip prospect and he's in the third season now, but um, like Scotty Barnes. Right. And you're just kind of waiting for him to take off. And like the, the franchise, the fan base, everyone is waiting for this to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious that we were having this conversation when it was Fred Van Vliet who was on the stage and the ping pong ball went to the Raptors and they ended up picking Scotty Barnes with that very moment where uh, oh, Fred was the lucky child. Right? Yeah. Um, 
And so I think it's it's a it's a combination of things. You don't play well, and you have this other player like Scotty that's kind of waiting, just waiting for his moment to unleash mm-hmm. his fury and to take on like that that responsibility as like the franchise player. And you're seeing glimpses of it, you see moments, and when the season itself isn't going the way that you know a fan base would want to, you want them to be in the top six, a solidified top six team, especially coming off of the previous season where, yeah, I mean they made it in the first round of the playoffs, and even and then fair. Fred wasn't healthy. Yeah, right. And and I think most people probably felt like that they were probably going to be in a similar position heading into last season. But you factor all these things together, and you probably a fan base is like, you know what, we don't have much here. Let's just strip it down and let's just give Scotty the, the keys and off we go. Um, and so I, it's kind of a long-winded answer, but it's a combination of things. What's in the cocktail? I don't know. Like It's like 35% one thing, 35% another thing, and then maybe it's like a couple of other things here and there. I don't really have a lot of cocktails, so I don't really know. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's something like that. <laughs> I'm more yeah, of a beer no, guy. I, <laughs> I, think, I, I, I think that's really fair. And um you know, it makes sense that something that's sort of um, confusing, you know, doesn't have like any one specific answer. Like there's multiple truths, right? Like I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, listening to, and, and, and we're talking about this, by the way, because Fred was on the watch pod. Um, and obviously, you know, uh, I think the quote that's going around the most is that uh, when he met with the Raptors, they were saying that they, you know, were going young. Um, and obviously Scotty's the main name there. Like, I, I don't think he, I don't think Masai and Bobby are meeting with Fred and saying, Hey, we're building around precious. Um, you know, <laughs> so you're going to have to, you're going to have to sort of like acquiesce to him. But I mean, considering um, how the bench minutes are going these days, you could argue maybe they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Otto's sitting right there, guys. He's sitting right there. Oh, he's sitting. Oh right. man, that's. Oh yeah, that's the, the. Yeah, that's the. Like last year, it was like, okay, what you know, what is the issue with the toe? Now it is just sort of like, what is the issue? Period. Like with Otto, um, it's, it's kind of like the Otto is like the X Files Raptor. Like it's like, what is going on there? Um, but um, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, I, I think the Fred stuff is has been really fascinating to me because. I've I've been a longtime Raptor fan, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Vince Carter era fan. I've seen this fan base sort of demonize people or turn on them. Um, you know, I think people forget how hated DeRozan was at times, how hated um, Lowry was at times. Um, but I think usually when the player is kind of like traded, there's a little mm-hmm. bit of like, okay, we, we like them now unless it's kind of like, Hito or something like that. And, you know, I appreciated you. I appreciated you. Right. Exactly. Like you're an appreciated figure. Um, Andy, let me, let me throw it at you too. What is there any sort of theory you got for, for Fred? I think people still feel that way about Fred and that's why we're, we're very conflicted because he's, he's got this thing now where like, well, first of all, letting a free agent walk, like it's always like the the organization is always going to like allow it to be painted that they were that they weren't happy with us you know what mm-hmm. i mean they're always going to do that they every sport does that every team does that um so there's you got to take some of it with a with a grain of salt but that being said if you just look at like fred's career with the raptors he came he joined the team when we we're on our upward trajectory he was, you know, there for the championship. Was an important part, obviously, off the bench for that for that team. Um, then he was, then you know, obviously Lowry leaves, Kawhi leaves, and now all of a sudden he's the main guy, right? He's 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 the quarterback. He's running the team to an extent, and and then, but then almost immediately you get Scotty's our new guy. Which is like very reasonable thing to have happen, especially the state that that team was in. This is not a ready-made championship team. We lost two of the best players from from that squad. So, like, to me, Fred gets into this thing where it's like, "Hey, I'm on a really good team. I'm a really good player on a really good team." And then, like, the second it's not going exactly the way he wanted to, he's like, "I'm unhappy." Now, I know that that's not exactly what it was. That's very one-sided. Mm. Obviously, like every story in sports is like actually it's somewhere in the middle. But, like, I don't know, yeah. man. Now you're going on the Woj pod and being like, well, you know, uh, I knew right away and I was happy. And, like, that's what you got to say about your new team and all that. And I'm sure if, 
if you were really candid with him, he probably could have said a lot more stuff. But I do get the vibe that like uh, he's a, he's a real big bet on himself guy. We all know this about mm-hmm. Fred, right, and he's a very like I think he has a very individualistic approach to his career and 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 how he plays and everything and how he manages his career. And he does a good job at it. Like he got a great deal and everyone knew that that's what was going to happen at a certain point. But like, so I don't know. I think there's a, there's a bit of that. I'm on, I'm yeah. an Island on a team. And I think that, mm. that that's going to create problems. And it did in Toronto and will in the future. Maybe I think so. I mean, do you recall that interview he did? I forget when it was. It was, uh, I think, December during his last season. And he was asked about you know how things were going and his numbers being a bit down. And his mm-hmm. quote was something to the effect of, um, it's, I'm okay taking a back seat if we're winning. But if we're losing and I'm taking a back seat, like, that's that sucks. It was something like that, right? And he looked yeah. at his usage this yeah. year. He's at 19%. Last season with the Raptors, he was at 22.5. And I didn't mention it earlier, but the whole selfish conversation around him being selfish came up a lot. And when uh, we had him on Strictly Hoops with CJ, the podcast that Tim and I were doing, and we had him on, he was really gracious with his time. And I'm like, do I ask him about this? Do I not? Like, it feels like I want mm-hmm. to. It's like, I'm going to feel it out. And it just felt natural. And I asked him, I'm like, there are people in the fran- franchise, it's not the franchise, the fan base that feel like maybe you're playing selfish at times. Like, what is your response to that? And he like bit his tongue for a second. He thought about it for like three seconds. Mm. And he's like, how do I approach this? Or something like that. And then he's like, he's like the only people who could tell me that I'm selfish are my teammates, um, my coaches, my family. Those kind of people. No one else. Yeah, no one else can tell me that I'm a selfish player. And the clip went off in the worst way. <laughs> but I, I could tell that I hit a nerve with him, but I also I felt like he wanted to address this in some capacity. What I think went down, and this is just my opinion, okay? This is just me talking. I don't know, nothing, right? He accepted a role last season going into it that he was going to be more of a floor spacer, right? That's what he was asked to do. So other players like Scotty could get more on ball reps and develop. He said, cool. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going well. Scotty has to be accountable for that. He was in a sophomore year. It's fine. Right. He was developing. He was learning. Like we got to be honest about that. Like he was developing and he's a much better player now than he was then. Like this is his maturation as a player. At the same time, Fred's like, I'm in a contract year. We're losing. Things aren't going well. And so, yeah, he probably took a few more liberties with his, his shooting at times, but also they got Yaka That pick and roll combination with Fred and Yak was pretty good. Yeah. Like, it's pretty damn good. We got to keep that in mind. That was the best their half court offense has looked in years. Yeah. After Kyle left, right? And you look at his usage throughout the whole season, um, you know, uptick in November when Pascal Siakam was out. Uh, February, March is around 25, 24%. But then December and February, you know, it, it goes down to uh, like, it's like 21, something like that, right? So he was accepting his role and things just weren't going the way that he probably felt like he wanted it to, the way the Raptors wanted it to. And so it went up a little bit. He started taking a little bit more liberties at times with his shot. How many of them were bad shots? I mean, they're bad shots if if you miss them. And he has a pretty credible history of being a good shot maker. He did not Mm -hmm. shoot well last season. The numbers are right here. When they won, he shot 39%. When they lost, he shot 30. Right? And it was like up and down throughout the whole season. That's a problem. So when when I mentioned that, you know, him not playing well was a huge factor. Like I think of that Bulls game, the play-in game, right? Um, he had some high highs and he had a couple of low lows, especially down the stretch when he missed a few shots and, you know, the Bulls were switching Vucevic on him. He couldn't get past him. Like these are kind of things that are part of how uh, he becomes a bit of a, a polarizing player. But I hope at this point, because of his history with the fan base, with the Raptors organization, winning a championship, being an instrumental part of that very early in his career, um, that people can probably just, you know, move on from, from what it was and be, you know, happy that he's having a good season with the Rockets. I thought it was, there was a decent chance that they were going to be okay. Looked at the players that they were bringing in. You bring in Fred, you bring in Dylan Brooks, you bring in Jeff Green, some, some vets, some guys that have played in the league for a little while, along with all their young pieces. <clears throat> I thought there was a chance that they could be okay. How good? I don't know, but they would be all right. And they're having a decent stretch. So it seems like everyone's kind of happy. The fan base is happy that Scotty is getting the keys and they, they could, you know, get even, yes, yeah, uses go, go up high, even higher now, right? As the season goes on, depending on what the Raptors do, that could happen and just, and let it be. And then whenever he does come back, I'm not sure when the Rockets do come here, just give him his, give him his cards, right? He was good. He was a good Raptor. He was a good yeah. Let's move on. Let's he was move an on. incredible Raptor. Um, Very good Raptor. 
I really hope that he 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 gets that love, and there isn't like a weird smattering of, of booze when he's when he's back. And you know, I think yeah, is it at boo level? Do you think like even even with what I, I was hope saying, not. like I I I don't hmm. think at all like that about him. You know what I mean? I'm still uh, I'm I'm first of all, I don't like when you boo your old guys unless they did something really brutal for the first. Yeah, you boo Hito. Oh yeah, we all came up. Uh, but but like, is it like? Are there people? Do you, do you really think there's like people who are like that angry at Fred? Like, I feel like yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, I could be wrong, but people are still talking yeah. about it when his name comes up within the Raptors. You know, Twitter verse, X verse, whatever the alien verse, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's still people are just saying like, oh, he's a selfish player. Oh, he's not, you know, he's not playing that well this season. He's also like, the season is pretty comparable to what he was doing last year, but he's shooting better from three. His assist to turnover ratio is insanely good, like nine assists, one turnover. Um, his net rating is 4.9. He was 3.3 last season. And his, again, his usage is down. And also his two point percentage, which was one of those things that he was, we were pretty critical about, right? Of mm-hmm. him, uh, his, uh, the shots that he wasn't making at the rim. Um, yep. he's also down 4% compared to last season. So it's kind of like things are sort of evening out and he is the player that he is. And as he said on that Woj pod, right. That, uh, you know, his biggest impact on, on a team is in the locker room, talking to players. Right. And that's a big reason why he was brought into the Rockets, which, um, it seems like things are going still well there. So, you know, going forward, like, I think it's just bygones of bygones and the Raptors went one direction and, uh, the Rockets went another. The Fred Van Bleet went another. I find it, you know, kind of interesting that considering, and you guys mentioned this too, that if you had a feeling that you're going to go young, why didn't you trade Fred at the deadline? But also, I think Messiah has mentioned too that he didn't want to do something like that to a player that has been so good to the the, the fan base, into the Raptors organization. Like, why didn't they trade Kyle at the deadline? Why didn't they trade Fred at the deadline? It's like a respect thing that you're not going to dump someone on a team for 25 games because it's just not fair. I can see that side too. But, I don't see that. Yeah. I think that's no, no I, think... I mean, hey, I, I hear you. I, oh, I hear you. I hear you. I'm not saying it's right, but I think that's kind of what may have happened as well, is that um, yeah. if Fred was I... like, I don't want to go somewhere for 25 games, then you're going to be like, all right, man, cool. I think I think that's a factor for sure. I also feel like you know uh, it's interesting that it's like there's more and more new, more and more Harden news coming out, right? So I think like the entire James Harden market was miscalculated. Uh, I think that the whole league really did believe that that the money Fred got was going to James Harden, the Houston money, and I think that kind of changed the free agent calculus mm. uh, for Fred, right? I I, I think yeah. that. that there was a world in which the Raptors thought, you know, Fred's market's not going to be 40 plus million dollars. And perhaps we can bring him back for whatever 30 or I don't know what the number they had in their head. They did offer him an extension, right? Um, earlier in the season. And, um, it was something like 35, right? Oh, sorry. Like there was two different extensions, right? There was one yes, at the beginning yeah. of the season for like 114 million, and then the next one at uh, during free agency, um, I think it was like 31 million or something like that per season. But yeah. nowhere near what he got. Yeah, nowhere near. I mean, he he properly did pet on himself. Um, money, money, money. Money, so what money. What you're saying is the FVV, FVV is not FPP. <laughs> That's what we're saying. He That's, is okay. he is mo money. Just to sum it all <laughs> yeah. up, you know. Yeah, it's just, just yeah. to sum it all up. Um, He's not well, FPP. I, I also wanted to jump on um, <laughs> two to your points, uh, Amin. I think like a really big one is when someone is their stat is such a swing stat. Like his shooting was such a swing stat for yeah. us last year that it makes sense that it's like okay, this is why things aren't going well. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I really think the Scotty thing is super fascinating because, you know, if you look at it like without any gray area, I see how you'd come to this place where it's like, okay, there's like a alpha blue chip versus this sort of like underdog undrafted guy. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's only one basketball. But I think if you take a step back and you look at how players develop, you you know Scotty's year three jump is not uncommon. His struggles in his second year are not uncommon. You know, 100%. this is obviously conjecture, but if Fred were to still be on this roster, 
I think there's a world in which Scotty would would still be emerging, and mm-hmm. he would still be his team, and Scotty would say like, "Listen, like it's my team. I'm that good. I'm becoming a superstar. Wherever I play, I'm the guy." And I think that I understand how fans sort of tie it. It's like you're holding him back, but I think there's a world yeah. in which you know we can be honest and say. The only thing that's holding Scotty back is Scotty. And honestly, nothing's holding him back. He's incredible, right? He's just mm-hmm. emerging and it's like he's 22 years old and this is how people develop. Yeah. And again, um, like look at this, look at Fred's numbers this season. Like his his usage is down. He's taking less shots than he did last season. So yeah. he has taken a step back as well because they got other talented players in in Houston. And, you know, you, if Fred was on this team, Think of the spacing he could have provided for for them if he was in um, sure. the role that he was in earlier on uh, last season. Season, but he's also you know making shots. And I I said the stat and wins thirty nine percent from three, like crazy. it was truly a swing stat. That's nine percent difference between wins and losses. That's crazy. FVV yeah, we'll see, is um, all money. That's what it is. <laughs> all money. We'll we'll see if uh, the Houston fan base starts to say that. Uh, yeah, he's hurting Jalen Green's development or what, whatever, but hopefully not. Um, okay, uh, I wanted to sort of move on to. We're not that different than where we were last year, but we're we're nine uh, nine wins, eleven losses uh, through twenty, and last year we were eleven wins, nine losses through twenty, so two games off. Um, and yeah, I'm curious, Amit, like, what do you think? You know. The, the trade stuff is going to be this looming thing, right? It just is. Mm-hmm. Um, but dealing with what we have on the court, um, do you see a path for this squad getting like better in a, in a real way? Um, or are they just sort of locked into this sort of mid-territory? Well, I mean, it's I, I think in some ways you can get better in the margins, right? Um, so... The Dennis and Yak pick and roll, which has been a bit up and down at times, but I think they've found a groove, especially with, you know, how do you use that kind of pick and roll compared to one with, you know, a Fred and Yak, which was so potent, as I said, last season. And the skill sets are different, right? You have Dennis who can get downhill. His rim penetration is awesome. He's a zoom, 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 you know, beep, beep, off he goes, that kind of thing. Like he is that fast with the ball. Um, then you have Yaka Pirtle, who is great around the rim. He can finish really well, but uh, his range isn't, you know, terrific. So they mm-hmm. started running a lot of empty side stuff and you have a lot more pick and rolls that are going into movement. And so that way you're able to kind of get the defense off, uh, off, off guard a little bit and uh, able to attack some edges. And then you're able to, you know, get some easy, easy baskets through that. And uh, having a good pick and roll combination is really important in today's NBA. And I think the Raptors realize that. And those two are going to be, they're, they're good, not great, but it's good because there's still ways in which you can limit it. But um so there's that. You have something there. And there's probably ways in which, you know, Dennis develops his floater. He keeps on improving. His mid-range has been terrific this season. I haven't looked at the numbers recently, um, but I know that he's – you can see that he's hitting a lot of his mid-range shots. Back um, of Pertle, ceiling better. Um, the, the screening angle is improving. Like, these are ways you can get that combination being better. OJ Anobi, can he – like, when he gets these – have you noticed the Raptors like to give him, like, a lot of early touches – in games right they run a few plays for him just to get him going it seems like especially to feel good with the ball if he starts finishing around the basket a little bit better that would help scotty barnes is he just able to continue doing this is he able to elevate that uh that bench heavy unit that he leads because it's been a problem for them the starters have been a problem too we got to be honest that's been a problem yeah. as well but that unit as well um whether it's like pascal siakam and scotty plus bench OG and Scotty plus bench, you know, are they able to find some stability? I mentioned Otto Porter. I think he'd do really well with them, but they're not playing him. Why? I don't know, but they're not. So there's, there's yeah. that. I don't understand um, that either. No, I, I don't get it either. I mean, I, I think I, I kind of get it. It's like the youth movement. Um, there's more value in playing precious and Jalen Williams and all these guys instead of uh, Otto, right. If you're looking at the future, but in the end, I still think, think that your starting lineup has to be your bread and butter and that's not going to improve until Pasco Siakam shoots better from three. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. We've been looking for, for a few seasons now. Um, 
via Kritika with TSN. Pascal Siakam is 5 of 52 from three in his last 15 games, 9.6% from downtown. That's the worst three-point percentage by a player with 50-plus attempts in a 15-game span since at least 1983-1984. Yikes. Talk talk about a swing stat. That's quite How how about that for a swing stat? Pascal's shooting because he's he's taking a lot. He's taken a lot, and sometimes, you know, I mean, if he's not on ball, where is he going to be, right? Especially if you have Jakob Pearl on the court, too, where is he going to be? How are you spacing those two, ideally, so they're able to finish around the rim and because that's where they're best at finishing? But you probably have to put leave Pascal Siakam in the corner or above the break on the wing or something like that to just optimize spacing a little bit. And, you know, when teams help off and he's given the ball, I mean, he's just got to be able to hit these shots. Like, I, I, There's nothing else I can really say about it. Um, yeah, especially if you want Scotty and, and Pascal, like what's the ceiling of those two working alongside each other? Scotty's hitting his shots. We'll see if he continues, right? We got to see, but right now it feels mm-hmm. like this is kind of who he is. Is he, we could say maybe he's at least league average from three or maybe a little bit below. We'll see where the numbers go. But if Pascal has that again, we've been looking for this for a few seasons now and I, I watch him in practice. And he's making them there. It feels like I've talked to CJ about it. I to ask him to look at his form. What are you seeing? He's like, it looks decent. Um, sometimes his fall through is a little bit off. That's why often his shot is deep. I've seen like little things with his guide hand that, you know, to me, it feels like he's either shooting. It's always deep or he's hitting the left part of the rim. That's what hmm. I've noticed. Um, <clears throat> but uh, the shot itself, though, looks good. It's fluid. Um, it's It's fairly smooth. Uh, it just, it's, it's not going in, which again, as CJ has said to me, like, this is more of a mental thing than anything. It's like, he wants to make one so badly and uh, he gets the ball and it's like, he just isn't able to go through his, his motion as he does in practice, which like I've, I've seen him. I saw it like last week. I saw no, this week I saw it. Sorry. Last week. Yeah. Last practice I went to. So I watched him hit like 10 in a row. Cash and shoot. He had a sweater on too. That's harder. <laughs> Maybe we should get him to wear sweaters in the game. <laughs> that's what I'm yeah. thinking too. Get a sweatshirt need, on there, dude. We need we need he a, had a hoodie, hoodie on Pascal. too. So maybe, is it? That's what I'm saying. Like maybe that's what we need. It's hoodie. It's hoodie Pascal. It's hoodie that's what maybe Pascal. we need. That's what we need. Uh, but I mean, those are my suggestions. That's how uh, you're able to improve this team. Um, we saw the Knicks game. That's like the perfect example, right? They were there. Um, they they did a lot of things really well in that game, but they didn't shoot the three well, and they ended up sort of kind of getting blown out uh, yeah they got blown out that third quarter was pretty miserable yeah so. um man so 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 many good points you know i think like uh that you know, like that that knicks game starting from there like they what was it 16 threes <clears throat> to six for the raptors like that come on well, like i'll tell you i can tell you this if you like yeah this is this is the <laughs> modern nba like that that you can't really recover from that 16 um, to 6 16, 16 to 6, six yeah um also want to just shout out uh um samson folk who did a really good piece on raptors mm. republic about uh siakam sort of falling off a cliff from three and it's pretty you know it's pretty uncharted territory for him um and uh and and his game so i think like I, I, i'm with you it does seem like it should recover to a certain degree He's shooting less than 20 percent on the season yeah, no um, different than, which, than Fred's kind of recovered last season, too. If you look at the numbers, they're not that different from what his career average is. It's just the there are high highs and low lows. Like, his March was yeah. pretty good. His February, miserable. December, miserable. January, good. <laughs> good. So it's yeah. just like, it's so wow. up and down. But, yeah. It's rough with these things when it's like, like you were saying, um, it's like, it's a mental thing for him, it seems like. Like, mechanically you're looking at all these things and nothing seems that off and you know he's hitting them in practice and it's like what's happening the the fact that it's not like fixable via you know any mechanical thing or practice or whatever like that's not helping that's a that's worrying i guess obviously like more so than something where we know what's happening here he's got a finger injury or there's something wrong with his wrist or whatever it is you know um those types of things are always the the things in sports where it's like well i guess we just kind of hope he figures it out yeah (laughs) it's like oh man that's you know we sometimes that works and sometimes stressful doesn't like stressful very stressful look at the blue jays yeah. right like like the whole all season everyone's like well hopefully vladimir Guerrero jr can figure out his hitting and it's like well he didn't so what, where does that leave us now <laughs> yeah. you know and and hopefully that's that's not going to happen with uh with pascal here hopefully he's going to 
he is going to bounce back. But the thing about like, uh, uh, you know, are we better? Are we going to get better just from with this team moving forward and 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 where are the improvements going to come from and all that? It's like it just feels like in all of sports, if you can identify the issues, you know, that's going to be that's obviously very helpful, and we can work on those things, and then we can maybe get some improvement from there. But if we're looking at things like that, where it's like, uh, we just hope it improves. It's like, ooh, yeah. hey, that doesn't happen that often. Um, you know what they need? You know what they need? They need that? a NOAA shooting tracking system. I've heard, I just, I, honestly, am I like, new? I That's just what they need. This. Oh, really? That sounds awesome. I don't know why, why, <laughs> where I've been. But They've I, had it for a while. I yeah. know, but like, I know because I was listening to the Raptor show they were talking about it, and I'm like, this sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a, a cool. legit What's thing, man. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, that's exactly what it does. Um, yeah. as it uh, when I was at practice uh, the other day, is that it's uh, it's a board, and it's uh, every single shot you take, right? Yeah. It's it's measuring the the depth, the the height, and the left how far left and right it is. And it tells you like, you yeah. want to be right in the middle with everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you miss, I mean, obviously the numbers go, you know, kind of go uh, Hayward, but uh, it, I mean, it tells you every single shot. Uh, I know Pascal and to, just to be fair to him too, that many players have also said this, that they don't really like the system itself. Um, just like how, like, how do you, how much do you rely on those kinds of numbers? Cause basketball is such a rhythm and a feel thing. Right. And mm -hmm. I think if you move, if we've taken a jumper, like you have a, a feeling when you know, it might be good. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're seeking that feeling every single shot and it's, it is somewhat repeatable, right? That's why many players have been making shots before <laughs> the snow tracking system, right? There is <laughs> it's a thing. Right. Um, but I think some players just maybe it's uh, appealing to them more than others. We remember D Dylan Brooks. He uh, he was quoted saying that uh, during the offseason when he was with Team Canada, if you guys saw the quote that he yeah. remembered the numbers from the NOAA system. He keeps that in mind every single time he takes a jumper and he's shooting great. So this isn't like a bad or good or bad thing. When I interviewed Justice Winslow about it, I asked him about the no attraction system. He's like, yeah, I don't really, I don't really buy it. Um, it's not really for, for me. He did say anything bad about it. He's like, it's just not my kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I just mentioned yeah, the man. Miller thing because it's, it's a funny thing that <laughs> a team that doesn't shoot well has this system. I understand. I understand not liking it. I hate when things tell me I'm doing things wrong all the time too. Every time I do it, you know, why would I Are want married? That? Are you married? I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, you I'm better joking. believe it. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> well, I mean like, I'm you joking. know, I think it's a it's a good example of like, you know, people learn differently, right? So mm -hmm. this might be this really cool system for someone and, and sort of an annoyance for others. Um, I want to just touch back uh, Amit on, you know, you, you're talking about OG and uh, yeah, we're, we're talking about sort of results here with Pascal, which makes a lot of sense. But uh, I'm interested in like process because it's not that big of a jump, but OG is taking less shots, right? So this is a guy who's been rumored to um you know i don't know how much we want to dabble in rumors here but you know want he wants a bigger role um he's heading into his contract year um mm -hmm. i think obviously he's a potential defensive player of the year so uh, you know he's uh, you know he's young he's gonna get his bag that's not the issue but um yeah what like what's your take on him shooting less like is it sort of like he needs to assert himself he needs to like i was at that Knicks game and i think he took nine shots or sorry, he had, yeah. he had nine points on 12 shots. And there's a part of me where I'm like, at what point does he say, like, give me the ball? Like, like you see mm. Scotty out there directing traffic. Like, you go here. You do that. And I'm kind of wondering if there's an element of OG where it's like, okay, you're this defensive superstar, but also, like, you're efficient. You're good at offense. At what point do you start to say <coughs> – I want more shots and I'm going to take more shots when I'm on the court. Mm. Well, looking at, you know, the numbers really quickly as we're, as we're talking here, like his three point attempts, he's averaging one more three point attempt uh, compared yeah. to last season, but his two point attempts are down by two. It was seven last year, 7.7 .7. this year. It's 5.6. Um, and he's shooting a pretty similar number at 53% last season with 54%. So I think the spacing limitations that they're experiencing along with um, 
integrating everyone into this new system. And, you know, we all saw Pascal Siakam's role in this offense change on the fly before it was like zero post-ups. And all of a sudden, all kinds of post-ups. And I'm sure that isn't by mistake. It was by design. They're trying to find ways to get the best out of him. And to his credit, he's finding ways to do, to get into his post-ups efficiently with pace. Like the Raptors have to play fast. And I think Dennis Schroeder does a great job of pushing the ball and uh, Pascal as well. You get in your post-ups quickly. You're still playing 0.5 basketball. You're just making quicker decisions and it's less, uh, it's less stagnant for everyone. Um, but there's like the half court offense, like it's still not good. Like, we all know this. And for OG yeah. to get the best of OG, especially when two point range, when his two point game, it's, it's nice. Is it efficient all the time? I don't know. I mean, he has moments like he has a step backs. Sometimes he's able to come off screens and hit some of those step backs. Um, sometimes he's able to get downhill, but it's not always great. But then you could also say, you know, especially for OG too, that, hey, I mean, we're not doing all that great on offense anyways. So why not swing the ball more? Let me get the paint touch and kick it out. Mm-hmm. But then also him, and this has been a problem for him. They need his three-point shooting. He's shooting yeah. 40% from three this season, right? It's It happened last season. And as well, that because of how great he is at three-point shooting, especially from the corner, 40%, okay, that has to be among, you know, the NBA's best. Uh, it's valuable. They need it. So, <clears throat> unfortunately, he's like kind of a, a victim of his own skills in some ways. Hmm. That's a really good description, victim of his own skills. And and also cir- circumstance, right? I guess, you know. Yeah, he, definitely. We desperately need him to do this. He's really good yeah. at it. And I guess that that prioritizes, or you know, that's mm. going to take priority over other things. Um, but you could you could say, okay, maybe they put Dennis in the corner, they put Scotty in the corner because he's shooting well from from three, and uh, now you have a horns play where OG has the ball, and you have Yak and, and Pascal on the elbows, and you're running something like that. I don't know. They could try things like that if they wanted to. Um, this is this offense. I mean, it's it's actually the more fascinating part about this team because we all felt like they were going to be a good defensive team, right? Yeah. It's hard for them not to be, but it's how good can they be in their half court offense is the limitation for them and also their three point shooting and they're still trying things. I don't think this is the ideal roster for Darko's system, but uh, they, I mean, they got to keep on trying things because things as they are, aren't, aren't great. Yeah. Well said. Uh, Okay. I I think I want to move on to some, uh, some NBA in season uh, tournament talk. I feel like I, uh, AI is thrilled. Let's go. AI's, AI's thrilled. Uh, Adam Silver's thrilled. <laughs> Nobody cares my score. Um, <laughs> yeah, That's, Andy, by the way. Raptors feel. This is how awesome. Raptor fans feel. Nobody, like, like, remember, remember in Jurassic Park when, when uh, Dennis Nedry is meeting the guy about, like, they're going to steal the embryos, and he's like, we got thoughts in here, we got thoughts in here. Nobody cares. Nice hat. <laughs> you know? Wow. This is, what, this is how Raptors feel about the in-season tournament. Nobody That's cares. awesome. Nice court. That's a, Deep Jurassic Park reference. Yeah, um, it's my favorite. It's but you know what? Moment. I know what you're talking about. You know what it's a great about. series. Great series. <laughs> Love Jurassic Park. Great series. <laughs> yeah, you're like, listen, I studied that on frame by frame. Yeah, um, you're like, I'm I'm more of a lost world guy, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Number two for me. Well, I think I think maybe saw you tweet, uh, Amit, that um, you know, like just just sort of like you're you're kind of like uh surprised uh sorry if i'm like paraphrasing in the wrong way but like kind of happily surprised with how good this tournament has been and and i'll, I'll put my hand up as someone who you know i covered the WNBA, right they've been doing the commissioner's cup for um two years now and this is a league that needs money a lot more and mm. let me tell you the players have not cared the commissioner's cup mm. uh has not been um it hasn't been a full failure but it's not something that is like generated that much excitement um often they're sort of you know like they'll ask a player post game and like the player will be like oh yeah yeah i guess this was a commissioner's cup game um and it sort of has not been that big of a deal uh but obviously you know it's been a really big success uh so far and yeah, yeah I'm, I'm curious both of you but i'll start with you Ahmed. like what what do you think has made this successful mm, and like the tweet i sent yesterday i think um when it comes to the media side of things, we'll start there, right? I think players have been told, be nice. 
Yeah. Okay. Yes. Please care about this. Yeah. The, be, but also, when they're speaking about it publicly, like yeah. be nice to this. Yes. There's yeah. a few players who I've mentioned. I think it was um, Jason Tatum, Demar Derozan, about you know teams seeking points when the games are clearly decided, and uh, they haven't liked that because it's kind of disrespectful to the game. Which, <clears throat> I mean, everyone has their opinion, and these are guys who are like have an unreal respect for the game. That's what. That's how they got to where they are. Um, but then there's others like Devin Booker's. Just like this play the game. <laughs> Steph Curry is like yeah. point different differential matters just go and do it. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Um so the players aside like I think they're going to say the right things because they've been told to. Um but I think it is interesting that things like the court being different, um the jerseys being a little bit different because they're using the city edition jerseys. Um some faces like, you know, some celebrities, some um, Charles Barkley, Stephen A Smith, like people feel that kind of like oh this is kind of a different atmosphere for us. And Let's also keep in mind that not all these teams, especially that are in the quarterfinals now, they don't get TNT games. They don't get national games very often. Yes, you know, yes, especially, you yeah, they don't get these games very often. And I think, um, especially around here, that like we got got up for when the Raptors were on national TV, not last season in that Bucks game because that was horrendous. <laughs> um, but they feel it too, and there's already a natural energy that a player gets just from that experience alone. And then, you know, yeah. um, I think the home teams, I, I was, I mentioned that tweet too. I wonder if home teams end up, you know, having a better record in these ones. It's because of the natural energy that comes from being at your home base, along with all the extra attention. You just have a, an extra giddy up, I think. Um, but from all those standpoints, like, yeah, it's been pretty, pretty interesting to see the results um, so far. And uh, I'm, I'm curious, like, what the next <clears throat> what the next version of this tournament is, because I would like to see, you know, more Eastern Conference teams play Western Conference teams, but that's much more expensive at the same time for the NBA to do that. Because if you have the Raptors traveling to Denver or something like that, that's more money than them going to New York, for instance. Right. Um, but I think it's, I mean, for the most part, I think this is a pretty successful first time around for the NBA. And um, I'm curious to see how they evolve it. But uh, kudos to them. I mean, I was maybe, maybe I was wrong about how players respond to it. Yeah, I think I think a key point that I haven't heard anyone else make is um, the national spotlight. I think that really is a big factor. It matters to um, mm-hmm. you know the NBA is, is a league that has has so many more you know quote unquote small markets than people realize. Um, and you know mm-hmm. there really isn't that many like glamour markets, right? It's probably actually like five or six. Um, and then there's like a bunch of mid markets, but the really, there's a huge swath of markets that aren't like, you know, traditionally large. Some of them don't have any other professional team. And, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's really, really massive and it's a key point. Uh, and then I also, I'll, I'll say that I think I'm glad more other people are realizing this, uh, like friend of the pod, uh, um, very funny guy, Adam Christie. We're in a basketball thread together, and he he tweeted how like it's a bit weird that like every five minutes when something good happens, uh, like a, a play-by-play or a commentator will be like, and that's because of the in-season tournament. And <laughs> I think the, the propaganda game's strong. Um, yeah. They are marketing the hell out of this, and anything good that happens is because of the in-season tournament and. If mm-hmm. they were, if there were, say, to be a blowout in that Indiana Boston game, I think perhaps they would not attribute that to the in-season tournament. But, um, <laughs> and this is certainly I mean? not because of the in-season yeah, tournament, right? everyone. But hey, that's marketing. Um, yeah, and yeah, and and, there's and, been a lot of close games too, which is been. make that whatever you want. The fact is, there's been a lot of very close games, and close games are always more fun, especially to a general fan. For sure. How they For get sure. there, how they become, you know, one point game with four minutes left in it. I have no idea. Just keeps on happening, I guess. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, I think sometimes hardcores uh, like us can kind of underestimate like something new and shiny for, for, you know, I hate the term, but like the casual fan, right? Where this is new, right? So people are curious mm-hmm. about it. Um, Andy, do you have any sort of a, uh, we probably covered a lot of ground there. But do you yeah, have any sort yeah. of theory on not, you know not not really I mean the, the 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 NBA being good at marketing isn't surprising you know they've kind of it's always been one of their strong suits especially when it comes to the other like uh, compared to the other leagues but um it and and I remember you told me we were at the we were at the opener and you told me that about the WNBA and how they their response to their in season tournament 
And that bu- that's a bummer, you know what I mean? Like, it's too bad that they couldn't mm. all get behind it in the same way because, you know, maybe people would take a look at those games now, you know, if, 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 if it wasn't like that. But, um, I mean, just, I mean, just like you said, like, if it was a blow, we wouldn't be talking about it. But that Indiana game, you know, I didn't watch it, but, like, I'm just hearing all these really positive oh, it was electric. things about this game and i'm like now i want to go watch it like i want to go watch it was indiana pacers you know <laughs> early mid season regular essentially regular season game which is like that's incredible that's great yeah if that's yeah. what it's doing that's that's perfect that's, that's a all win. you need it to do right mm-hmm. and um and so yeah i mean how, how can you argue with that like you know i mean the ai you know, doesn't give a shit about it, but <laughs> but we do as fans of basketball because it's giving us a new angle. And like, I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it anytime we can get it, man. Like, if we're gonna we're gonna spice things up a bit, it's great. I I would. They were talking on the radio today about like how some uh, one of the one of the guys who covers the NHL was like, "Hey, look at the in season tournament in the NBA. Isn't it really? It, look how it's it's doing so well. Like, is this something that other you know we're gonna consider in other leagues because of this?" And then, of course, the classic NHL is like, eh, we don't need that. We're doing fine. It's like, no, you're not. You need yeah. to do this. And other leagues should take a look at this. And, and I mean, it feels like all the other leagues have been kind of aping the NBA for, for years. And, and, I mean, this is another another hit. Adam Silver woke up this morning and was like, oh, baby, Diana <laughs> loves me. You know? He was in, he was, yeah, he was like, he's wanted this for a long time. Yeah, so yeah. I think- this is a big part of Adam Silver's legacy. So I think the fact that it's um, like, I wonder if he's happy that it's, that it's going well, or if he's like, I know I made it. So, you know, I, I, mean? I, I guarantee you that's exactly how he feels. It's really real, like triple H moment for him where he's just like, yes, I did this. Yeah. That um, orange Pico tea is tasting really good for Adam Silver this morning. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming he's a tea guy. I don't know, but I just it seems like he's a, a tea guy. It's a strong yeah. assumption, and I fully support it. Do you think Adam Silver picked Michael Imperioli to to do the ads? By the way, I mean, Adam, do you think he's like a big Sopranos guy, and he's like, we got one guy that's gonna pull this all together for us? You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's freaking Chris yeah. from Sopranos. He, he tried to get Polly, but. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like I want Polly, and they're like, I don't know. Polly's a little rough around the edges. Um, um, but, uh, he is no longer with us. Also, Adam Silver, he died oh, in 2022. Sorry. sorry. Oh my god, my bad. Ah, um, Adam Silver's like, peace. get him back. <laughs> um, shit. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> what? What? You sorry? You brought up Tony Soprano's or not Tony Soprano? Uh, 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 Tony, who plays Polly and Sopranos, is dead. Yeah, you should be. Yeah, you should enough. know. Um, you got to keep learned. track of all the Sopranos actors. Um, I think I think it's a good transition to. Well, I mean, maybe it's not, but um, during that in season uh tournament, like they they went to, to sort of like the Shaq, uh, Ernie, Kenny, uh, Charles uh, desk spot, and I laughed really hard because Ernie was like, "Hey, so I was with my grandson and um." Uh, we were watching this uh, this this kids cartoon called Bluey, which you know I think dads and anyone with kids know. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a really great cartoon from Australia, and um, and then he's like, and I think the Indiana court looks like looks a lot like Bluey, and then the rest of the desk was like, I have no idea what you're talking about, and I don't care. And Ernie was sort of like, <laughs> he was like stuck there, but he was like, it's good, the show's good, and. Timbleweed literally went across <laughs> across the screen when he did that. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was funny, and um, yeah, it just sort of made me think of moments in in my life where I've had that kind of like I've brought up something, and then there's just there's been like a, almost like a record scratch, or, or the room doesn't care. And uh, I got one, but I'm wondering if either of you guys have a moment in your life where you've uh or you've brought up something to a room where you thought people would be interested and you thought they would care and and they don't i mean i made that jurassic park reference earlier no one seemed to really jump on that Um, (gasps) whoa no amit was down he knew he was down you're right right. yeah i love those movies i wasn't kidding (laughs) yeah no we we do that my wife and i are huge fans of jurassic park (laughs) i'll say it's more freddy honestly it's freddy's fault he's the one who made me feel that way (laughs) <laughs> yeah, my bad, dude. Um, <laughs> well, okay, I'll start then. Uh, I um, 
I did a uh, I, I did this show the, that was on NBA uh, Canada called um, the Lineup. It's a really fun show. Um, you know, sort of like kind of like a short segment. And um, shout out Alan Shane Lewis uh, from the Canada Baking Show that he got me on there, uh, and Dwayne who had me on. Um, but there was this moment we all got we all got shoes after the. Uh after the recording, uh, like really good air Jordans. Right. And, uh, I love basketball shoes. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm not like a student of basketball shoes, but I I also, I also play. Right. Um, and I got these incredible, uh, like, like kind of like knit style, uh, black history month, uh, Jordans. And uh, we all got them. It was really exciting. And as a way to like show my appreciation, I just instinctually was like, Hey, um, the, like, you know, thank you so much. These are awesome. Uh, I can't wait to like play in these, uh, mm-hmm. uh, on my next run. And there was like a full record scratch moment and everyone <laughs> turned to me and I forget who said it, but someone was just like, Oh, like, yeah, you don't, you don't play in these. Like they're, they're too nice. <laughs> sort of thing and i immediately got like flush and i was like uh, uh. so i was like so i tried to recover and all i had was like yeah yeah of course because like the because the knit like probably make my feet itchy and then <laughs> and then it made the room like even more quiet and more awkward and then to break the silence oh. the sound guy was just like uh okay we'll get the mics off you guys and we'll wrap up here and and the moment just fully died and i was like well i exposed myself <laughs> but that's, that's this guy own. doesn't know about shoes <clears throat> yeah but everyone was polite about it which almost makes it harder you know oh it's yeah definitely because everyone you know just, what I mean? they're just holding their thoughts in and they're yeah no they're, one like pointed and laughed way. everyone was just sort of like oh i feel sorry for you um it's almost better if they do that because then it's like, ah, funny joke, uh, idiot. But then yeah. if they just stayed silent, they're like, oh, you embarrass yourself. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what it was like. <laughs> but they brought me back. Things were cool. Yeah. Um, I didn't make that comment again, you know? Very uh, good. I'll, I'll go next. I mean, uh, it's, mine's not nearly as good, I guess, fortunately for, for me, I suppose. But um, as, a, as a dude who has, you know, two kids and a lot of everyone has kids, right? Like that's a, that's their decision, but I do have two. And so um, there was a case last season where I was doing um, a, a group chat kind of episode. And um, we were talking about something that like when things are going bad and something makes it worse. And I made a joke of like, Oh, when you're, it's when you change your kid's diaper and all of a sudden he pees on you. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry. It's like when uh, you're doing a poop diaper and all of a sudden he, your kid pees on you. Right. So it's like it's already not great because it smells awful. But then this happens too. And there's like, oh, uh-huh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ew, that's gross. And but there was like three, four seconds <clears throat> where it was just like <laughs> silence. And they're just thinking about it because I'm like, wait, they're like, huh, never really they never that, thought about uh, it. Yeah, they haven't really thought about it. And so they were thinking about it, like, oh, yeah, that that wouldn't be great. I'm like, oh, know your audience. I'm like, know your audience. <laughs> <laughs> but they can't like they couldn't even like 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 envision think about envision like poo being bad and then on top of it pee. Like yeah, yeah. Poo's bad. Pee's bad. Concepts, you don't want it on you. Know? Yeah, in in general, you don't want it around you, you know. If anything, it's the parents, yeah. you know, who are like we we're acclimatized to poo and pee now. Like it's not even it's not even an issue anymore. <laughs> if there's poo on something, I just like, all right, no problem. You know, yeah, yeah, it becomes part of our daily life in the yeah, worst way, exactly. more yeah. so than it should be. Um, but yeah, that uh, that was a moment that kind of just fell fell flat yeah. for me. Well, well so, you know. so someone should have saved yeah. you because <laughs> I don't. I'm I'm about to have a boy, but I I, I don't have one yet. Hey, hey. Yeah. congratulations! Go, nice. Um, but you know, I well before I was ever like expecting, uh, and you know, I'm gonna have this kid. I, I've I've heard many times, you know. It's it's also in it's also like in movies and stuff where it's just sort of like take the diaper off the boy, you know, some peas in the hopper, and yeah, yeah. it's coming at you like it's a thing. They so, unleash fury. Yeah, I feel so. Yeah. I, you know, I feel like you know your your moment is a little like yeah. they should have known a bit. 
Yeah. I've had friends who, again, don't have kids and we're just like, you know, talking about uh, just catching up with stuff like that. And they're like, oh, so you're, you're, you're changing your, your, your boy's diaper. I'm like, yeah. He's like, so he's got, you know, uh, a wee wee. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's like, is it weird that you're changing it? Like you're, that you're down there for him? I'm like, I'm like no, no, it would be weird if you weren't. He's, it would be yeah, weird like if a, you weren't. I mean, I think did it's they just say like wee wee also, or did they say no? Penis? I'm what did no, they say? yeah, no, they said they said yeah. Penis. I'm not sure if I can say that or not. I'm not sure if oh, I can yeah, say that penis? or not. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, right? And so there's like, is it weird doing? I'm like, I mean, no, because I'm a parent, so it's not weird, you know. Oh no, yeah, it's fine. No, but for them, it's like a weird thing that that uh, they would they I guess they think they would encounter that'd be weird for them. I'm like, it's not actually. You just do what you got to do and uh you were like hey kid take care of that yourself man yeah <laughs> yeah 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 exactly if you're just staring at it you're like wow look at that that's weird that's hey, weird yeah 100%. that's weird exactly or like hey <laughs> you know hey kid that for sure doesn't understand hygiene yet yeah. would you just go ahead and understand hygiene yeah please, <laughs> do. please stop that yeah yeah Andy, do you have a do you have a moment? Uh, besides, I did. Early... I told you it was that <laughs> earlier in the plot. Earlier in the podcast, yeah. where I didn't feel supported by you, and uh, okay, cool. now Amit and I are going to go. We're going to start our own show. <laughs> Shit, I got, it. um... It's going to be about Jurassic Park, and that's the end of it. I'm the villain in this scenario, and uh, and, and no, I'm, I'm also stage. I've been yeah. on stage a lot where like I try to like I'll try something where I'll I'll talk about a specific reference that I think is really universal, and then it's not at all. Like I. I made a senior frogs reference at an improv show the other day <laughs> and no one knew about senior frogs. And I thought for sure people would, would have, I don't know, maybe just cause I, I went to Cancun once and like, I've had other friends who've been to other places in Mexico and there's like senior frogs everywhere. It's like a big touristy thing. And uh, nope, not a chance. No one knew what I was talking about. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, but I mean, Hey, you know, you're on stage. You're going to, you're going to die on stage a couple times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a thing. It's going to happen. It's gonna happen. Um, okay, guys, I want to die on stage. You're going to die on stage. You're gonna die. You're gonna die. Stage. You're gonna die up there. You're gonna fail. Yeah, we've all um, died up there. A million deaths. Okay. Uh, I want to. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Right. Do you have? I want to uh, wrap this baby up with a uh, quiz. Um, I think. I think what we're gonna do here uh, is uh, we're gonna treat this like a like a team quiz. So we'll see how far you guys can get together as a team. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you, let's say I'm going to give you five strikes. You have five wrong five. guesses. That's a lot of, a yeah. Lot. Yeah. Cause but okay. well, I, think, I, think, I think I know what you're it doing might, here. It's, 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 it's like the one from last time, right? Where we have. To <clears> yeah, so. it's going to be exactly. Okay, so I'm going to give right. you a category. You have to guess players in this category. Every time you guess a, a player incorrectly, then that's a strike. Um, okay. And, I'm giving you five because I think it might start easy and get hard. Okay. Here we go. So here's the category. Um, I want you guys to name as many of the 25 players in the NBA currently that are 35 or older. Oh, 35 or older. 35 or older. Okay. 35 or older. Or older. <clears throat> okay. Well, uh, LeBron James. LeBron James. <clears throat> Uh, Thad Young. I was going to say Thad Young's older than thirty. LeBron James. Thad Young. I'm going to type it in the uh, chat for you guys. Oh my god! I don't yeah. know. I got to uh, go through the the teams in my head now. Uh, Jeff Green. Uh, Jeff Green. Yes. Uh, Thirty-seven. Beautiful. Yeah. Not good for him. I feel like I'm awesome. not going to be a lot of help here. Well, thank you, um, sir. <laughs> uh, I got to think of all the the vets. Garrett Temple. Garrett Temple, yes, we got two of them. Garrett Temple, cool, cool, uh, cool, also thirty-seven. Cool. Yeah, all right. Uh, PJ Tucker, PJ Tucker, love it. Um, PJ Tucker's thirty-eight. Right on, right on, right on, right on. Um, uh, oh, Chris oh. Paul. I was going to say you keep taking them right when I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Do you think? Do you think? Take the lead. You have the lead on this. <laughs> I just also thought of Chris Paul right away. Yeah. Uh, uh, um. Uh, Draymond? Think of teams. Is Draymond, Draymond, Draymond? I I oh let me let me check. I don't think Draymond. <laughs> Draymond, Draymond, Draymond. Draymond is not there yet. Steph oh. Curry. 
Uh, Steph Curry, I believe, is in oh, wait, there. No. Where... Oh, oh, he is. I thought maybe he was 35. No, sorry, 35 and up is what I'm. Oh, it is 35 and up, right? Okay. Uh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, yes. Uh, yeah, Kevin Durant and Steph, both 35. Okay, okay, Um, okay. Um, let's keep on. uh, uh, No, no Draymond, by the way. Kyle Kyle Lowry, of course, of course, Kyle. The Groat, nice. Okay, so Uh, you got got one strike, you're pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You got nine out of 25. Wow. Nine of twenty-five. That's that's not that's not nearly great. enough. That's not nearly enough. Brooke Lopez. Uh, yes. Good. Okay. okay. okay I'm, I'm sticking to Raptors. Danny Green. Danny Green. Um, is Danny Green in there? I don't. He's not on a team right now. That's why I, I worry was, about oh, it. Okay, there you go. Oh okay. yes, yeah. But he's still yeah, counted because he's, he's, he's not on this list. Yeah, I guess he's not on a team right now. Al Horford. Uh, Al Horford, almost certainly. How old is Al Horford? Yeah, 92. Al Horford, 92 years old. Um, <clears throat> joking. 30, joking. 37. Okay. Um, I could have swore you had at least like 20 by now, but we don't. <laughs> uh, you got 11. Got 11, eh? I can I can throw you like a like a like a mini clue or a lifeline when when needed. Uh, please do. <laughs> Eric Gordon? No. Is that, is that a, you, you said Eric, no yeah, really it, quick? So I don't I, know. If that, is, is this like a final answer scenario? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's got to keep on going here. How did I not know Danny I, Green I won't, waved? That's crazy. I didn't I, know that. I won't count Eric Gordon. So a clue. One clue is twin. Oh, the Morris twins. Not the uh, more twins. Uh, the other Lopez. I, the other Lopez. Robin yeah, Lopez. That's it. That's it. Okay. There's there are so good. many names that we're still missing. It's crazy. Um, Couple got, big ones, but you you definitely are getting there. Um, Clint Capella. <laughs> Go Clint, deep. Clint Capella is not yet thirty-five. Too bad. <laughs> I'll give you guys. I'll give you guys one more hint. Um, the hint is uh, MVP, former MVP, two of them. Oh, okay. Well, that, maybe more. Uh, two of them should be easier then. <laughs> we <clears throat> Mike Conley. Mike Conley, not an MVP, but he's on there. Baby. Yeah, sorry, um, just, just occurred to me. Nice. Um, former MVP, like, uh, Kawhi's not there yet. No, he's not there yet. Nope. He's not there yet. No, nope. no, nope. Kawhi isn't there. Um, I just think, I just keep thinking of guys like that. And I'm like, oh, Kawhi's not there. Oh, he seems old to me. It's like so I know. many other guys. I'm just like, well, they're younger than Kawhi. That's for sure. So they're not on the list. Like MVPs, eh? Former MVPs. And we're all sure Vince Carter is no longer playing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince Carter is not. He's not. He'll he'll get picked up uh, later on the season. Oh man, I don't know. I'm I'm like I'm I'm pretty spent. Okay, okay. It shouldn't be that hard to think of of former MVPs though, right? Like right. But I just can't think of anyone's from. Is Russ over there? Russ? Russ. Uh, okay. Hey, Russ. Russ. Russ is Harden. one of the MVPs. Harden? Harden? No. No. Not yet. Was he like 34, 33? Uh, he's got to be like. 30. No, Derek Rose. Derek Rose. Derek Rose. Oh, That's yes, it. of That's course. It. Derek Rose. Now, uh, I, I think feel I'm, like I should, you can give it yeah. you, you can we can we can move on now like I, I'm, I'm tapped out <laughs> at, at this point I think it's it's fairly hard there will be a couple names um, <coughs> you'll be like oh but for the most part it's pretty hard so mm. uh Wes Matthews 37 salute uh, to him for the Hawks yeah, um right. Joe Ingles uh playing for the Magic 36 mm-hmm. um Pat Bev 35 um, and then we got Gal- Gallo, Danilo Gallinari playing for the Wizards. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
DeAndre It's all coming back to me now. Yeah, DeAndre. Denver, um, right? Kevin Love. Yeah, Denver. Kevin Love playing for the Heat. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a guy where I'm like, is he actually on the team? But Boban Marjanovic playing for the Rockets. Oh, yeah, he got traded there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, I'm going to say Danny Green should have counted because he did play this season. Do you know what you I mean? You know what? I'm going to yeah. email uh, Real GM. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> should, and then, yeah, the list. rounding it out, we got uh, JaVale McGee with the Kings. JaVale McGee. Patty Mills with the Hawks. Uh, and and uh, Garrett Temple, uh, his fellow journeyman, um, Ish Smith, uh, who is oh, he's still in the league. The record we for the most about, teams. Yes, we were uh, talking about him earlier in the season. Yeah. Denver? He's playing for the Hornets. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, certainly some makeable makeable names there. Obviously. Uh, so we'll some, try to rebound some known next time. Names. Some, <laughs> yeah. some names we should have known. Could have been you got, you got 15 of the 25. I think you guys did good. Yeah. yeah, that's not terrible, but it's like, but it's not good. Like it's like what Pascal Siakam said yesterday. It's like it's not bad, but it's not good either. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it doesn't feel amazing. <laughs> right no, that was such a good quote. Also, yeah, it was spot yeah. on too. Darko saying, "If you guys win three games, I'll take you out for dinner." I'm like, I'm like, yeah, we, we shouldn't <laughs> be here yet. So like, if you guys. <laughs> That's like what you say to your house league team that you coach. Yeah. <laughs> or we'll go for kids. pizza. I'll buy, if you guys I'll buy beer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, uh, that, that does it for the pod. Uh, Amit, thank you so, so much. Um, yeah. Is there anything you, you want to plug right now? Anything you want to say to the people? Uh, no, not, not really. Um, thank you guys for having me. Um, Anytime. Obviously got uh, laid off by Yahoo recently. It be what it be. That's how the business goes. Love my time there, and we just keep on keeping on here. Hell yeah! Well, um, yeah, you're you're awesome. Been a fan for a long time, and uh, we'll make sure to put up your your socials. Uh, everyone follow Ahmed, and um, yeah, I re- really appreciate it. Um, also, everyone make sure you subscribe to Raptors Republic. Follow Raptors Republic. Uh, all the good work there. Uh, Nine oh five written content podcast, um, and. Um, yeah uh andy anything you want to say before we peace out hey check us out on youtube if you're listening you know we got you know then you can see the fun uh uh, titles we use (laughs) yeah yeah that if you take away anything you want to see the pp joke there yeah check it out yeah yeah there you go cool well uh see you next week everybody